Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, good evening. I'd like to uh, call this 16th meeting of the Charter Review Committee to uh, order. Um, Shirley, could you make the usual announcements and then take the roll? Sure. Uh, if you have a cell phone, if you could turn it to the silent or the vibrate position. Uh, agendas and speaker slips are located in the back of the room. There are some agendas with Stephanie at the front. If you wish to speak, if you can complete them and turn them in to Stephanie. We have assisted listening devices, should anyone need them. And this meeting is being video streamed and can be accessed from the city's main page at the city's website. So now we will take the roll call. Mm -hmm. Joanne Fuller. Cecily Hastings, Here. Grantland Johnson, Alan LaFasso, Rob, Robert Murphy, Here. Chester Newland, Here. Chris Tapio, Here. John Taylor, Here. Tina Thomas, Here. Jay Wisham, and Chair Edgar. I'm here. We do have a quorum. Thanks. Um, staff comments, Patty, Mark, or Matt? Just want to review three additional documents that were distributed this afternoon via email and also made available to you this evening. First is a benchmark city's information related. Yes, if anyone needs a copy, we have additional copies here related to full-time, part-time mayor and city council data. That's a large spreadsheet. We also pulled excerpts of charters uh, related to the mayor's authorities for each of the benchmark cities. That's a second document. And finally, Mr. Tapio provided a memo from the City of Oakland regarding full-time council issues, and that was distributed this afternoon as well. Okay. Um, anybody else? Okay. Uh, committee report outs. Uh, prior to the City Council meeting, we had a number of members uh, attending editorial board meetings. Uh, we did that. Um, Many of you attended the city council meeting, presented our final report. Uh, any others? Okay. Uh, we're on item number one, approval of the minutes, uh, additions, corrections, or modifications. If not, I'd like to move and second uh, to approve the minutes. So moved. Thank you, Alan. A second, please. Thank you, Joanne. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Opposed? Minutes are approved. Um, anything on the correspondence, uh, Mark? We have uh, an angry letter by someone and uh, a notice by... Uh, <laughs> and, and then uh, a, a notice of a, a chat... Uh, that Chris provided. Anything else? Just one item uh, related to the previous comment uh, related to this document. There's a reference to, under the city of Fresno, there's a reference to uh, their council members, and the reference is mixed. And uh, there was a question that Mr. Tapio raised related to what does that really mean. And uh, we didn't have time to call the city of Fresno today, but we're going to do additional research because at one time we delegated a lot of the research to a variety of staff, and I think this is one of those that we need to follow up on. So we'll do that and bring you back the information. I, uh, when I read that, it, it sounded like they, they were referring to the 
Don't they have the provision where you can run for two terms and then take a rest and come back? Again, I just want to make sure that we provide you accurate information. Okay. We'll, we'll right. make a phone call and okay, see I what thought, we can find. All right. Okay. Um, anything else uh, on correspondence? Did you uh, email this person or contact them at all, Mike or Mark? No. Okay. Not sure what we could say anyway. Anyway. <laughs> you want to do that? Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Um, we're on item three. Um, we uh, presented the council uh, with the final report. Uh, I think the council was pleased with what we've done so far and wants us to finish the job. Uh, I'm not sure that means what that means really, but uh, after January, but hopefully the council will figure that out. My sense is that we should complete the work on the two supplemental reports, but uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, um, I guess if or maybe this is the appropriate time, or, but this item and number four on our work plan. But my sense is that um, once we finish the two supplemental reports, um, I'm not sure what the council has in mind. Um, obviously, they're going to be in a political campaign um, going back and forth on whether they ought to put a supplemental report on or exactly what, but it seems to me that uh, to continue our work through that process would be somewhat overshadowed by the campaign and what's going on. And I'm not sure whether it makes a lot of sense to continue working after January until after the election. But um, I think what we need to do is probably place this item on the agenda, or can we talk about it now, Matt? I think it's a uh, fair game for a limited discussion on the presentation and the comments of council. I would recommend that we agendize an item for a future meeting to discuss potential, what this committee would, right. would like to do with respect to their future work after January. Okay. I think, I think the path to... Uh, through January, with our second supplemental report, is pretty clear. We'll need to conduct our meetings and write our reports and so on. What is not clear is what we do after that. And uh, I don't think it was clear the council uh, had made up their mind, but I think they want some input from us. And so I think maybe we ought to think about doing that. Um, but let me, let me ask you for for what you think. Joanne? I pass. Oh, okay. Alan? Well, I think you're getting to the core things I was going to ask for, which is I think that the city council, some members of the city council were clearly open to that, but I think they want us to tell them what that means. But I think you hit on another aspect of that, which is to say I don't think it's only tell them 
what that means in terms of drafting something on the order of an outline as to what we would do if we had that extended time and what we would do with that extended time. But I think there's a need to more clearly articulate a concept um, because to some degree I think that we have been boxed in in the public perception that our purpose was to draft an alternative or propose an alternative in anticipation of June 8th, which is, I think it's pretty clear that's not going to happen now. Um, or if it does happen, it's certainly out of our hands. But that really, I think that our purpose from the get-go was to facilitate an honest debate about the city's charter, which obviously has been very challenging um, under the circumstances. But I think if we're going to articulate that work plan, I think we really have to articulate what our concept is as, as facilitator and locus of a real charter debate. And I do agree with you, Mr. Chairman, that doing that under the, with everybody's attention focused on an initiative on the ballot is a challenge and perhaps we might find ourselves having to consider that the better alternative concept is something that would commence after the June election was complete. But um, I look forward to doing this in the context of a agendized item in our next meeting, I hope. That, that uh, what you indicated, uh, I think um, I would uh, tend to agree with. That, that is, we would maybe submit a recommendation outline of what we propose, but not commence it until after the election. That, that to me, makes more sense. I think the council is going to be debating the pros and cons of the mayor's initiative, the mayor obviously, and whether they ought to be putting a competitive measure on the ballot. I'm not getting a sense that they want to do that right now anyway. The mayor's going to be obviously out campaigning and promoting his initiative. And I, I just don't like the idea of our work being overshadowed by that campaign. Um, but your idea of kind of, okay, this is what we would do, this is how would we would proceed, and we would plan to start after the election. I think that's worthy of some discussion, and I think that that I would, I, at least I would support. Um, anyway, um, Ms. Hastings. I, um, I look at it a little bit differently, Bill. Um, if there is a competing ballot measure, um, I think it would be important to signal to the community that this is just one element of potentially other issues that could be on, involved with charter reform. That since our time frame was truncated, we only studied one part, which is the mayoral power part of it. And I think it's a good signal to the community that this isn't all we have to recommend. It's one part of it. If our committee is disbanded, it, there's no credibility that there is any more coming at any point in time. The fact that they're going to do it at some point in time, I don't think is very credible. If there is not an additional ballot measure, 
in June. There's just the Strong Mayor Initiative. I believe it's even more important that our committee continues to work because it signals to the residents of the city that this is a serious issue that takes a lot longer time than we've been given. And I think it, if the absence of any committee work during that time simply signals that the council just did something minimal, did the minimal they had to do to meet the deadline, and aren't really serious about this. After the election, I'm going to jump a little bit, is if um, what I worry about is if, if one or both measures fail, I think charter reform is dead for the, for the foreseeable future. I don't think it will be revived, whether or not we have a plan in place or not. A recommendation, waiting for the council to do something after measures are defeated. If the strong mayor initiative pass, passes, charter reform is really dead. There will be no more charter reform for the foreseeable future. But if it doesn't pass, I worry we end up in the same situation. So that, that's another way of looking at it. Thank you for letting me express that. No, I, I think that's important. I, I think your thoughts are I, – I just don't – I think what you're saying, though, that the committee then turns – I'm afraid that the committee's work then turns into a political campaign, and, and I, I can't be part of that if, if that's what happens. But anyway, Chester Newland. See, I generally agree with you and Alan's view, but I'm also sympathetic to the other one, my Sicily. I'm sure I'm still you are searching so for tactful. it. You but, are so uh, tactful. <laughs> Were you ever a diplomat? Now, let me finish that, though. <laughs> uh, basically, I have thought all along that in fairness to the people of Sacramento, a clear vote on the major revision called for by the Charter uh, should be left as the issue on the ballot. I still do think that following that election, that while I'd prefer not to revise the basic framework of government, that several amendments uh, certainly could be proposed. As you know, I make a major distinction between the basic framework and I think the proposal to have the mayor appoint the manager, at least dominate the selection, that's a revision in the form. Whereas as called for by several council members Tuesday night, amendments are by the dozen or so. Uh, that would be quite easy to put together and present at some time. Um, but I do tend to agree that after January, the politics will become rough and tumble. Mm -hmm. and probably would be best to have a recess. And yet, Cicely, I find your comments worth my consideration, and I need to think about it a bit more. Uh, Mr. Murphy. Well, I, I'm just going to concur that uh, next meeting there has to be a really good discussion of what would be looked at, regardless of when it is. Um, and I'm probably stating the obvious to everybody, uh, I think both resolutions uh, um, parrot each other that this commission dies after in January. So even if we wanted to go on in January or this group wanted to go on after the election, something has to happen from the council. Yes. Uh, it'll be a new council. Yeah. It'll be a new council? Well, it could be. Well, not if they do stuff between now and then. Yeah. Okay, anybody else? Okay, I, I guess the sense 
uh, of the committee is we need to have this on for a specific discussion uh, for next time. Can we do that? Okay. And then um, on item number three, um, I guess we're at this point retaining our current work program through January. That's correct. We just put that on there in case there had been some direction from council um, okay. that it would have given you the flexibility to take some action on your work plan, but we don't need to take any action tonight on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're on item number five, um, discussion, tentative decision-making on the um, – full-time mayor, full-time city council. Mark, I'm going to ask you if you could, since this uh, we had some late handouts, we, we first had the agenda in the agenda packet. Oh, Patty, you're going to do this. Does anybody need help? Yeah, that looks like a bigger one. That's helpful. Thank you. Okay, we have uh, several documents that we uh, just have either just received or received late. And one that was in the agenda packet, uh, which is really the um, uh, League of Women Voters uh, study um, memo that they did on the mayor's um, full-time status in 2002. And there are some interesting pros and cons set forth in that report and some of the considerations which would be applicable for tonight's discussion. And then we have the handout, uh, the matrix that um, Patty just handed out, which has the benchmark cities and some questions related to uh, the topic we're discussing tonight. Um, There are a couple blanks on these, uh, Mark. Um, did you want to just go over those, please, for us? Sure. What staff did was took what we did was take the original spreadsheet, the matrix that you're familiar with, and removed a lot of that information, but also retained some elements just to provide you context for the particular city. So, for example, we left in the population. All the general information is the same. Felt that that was important just to, again, have a point of reference for the committee. What staff also did was research annual salaries for both mayors and council members in each of these cities, and those that information is included here. And we reorganized the chart to show whether the mayor and the council members were full-time or part-time and put that information alongside the annual salary so you'd have, you would have a sense of 
um, the salary as well as whether the, the position was full or part-time. At the bottom of the chart, we also included a new question. Uh, the question is, does the city have limits on outside compensation for the mayor or city council? And what staff did was review the charters that you have available on the committee's website. There's a, an electronic link to each of these city charters. And we scanned those charters looking for language in each of those related to that specific question. So in cities where we did find language in the charter, we included that on the chart. And there are seven of those uh, in which there is language related to that question. Um, the remaining five cities that are blank, uh, we were unable to find information. Although with Oakland, I'm sorry, with Phoenix, we do have, we had a question, we had a call into Phoenix to try to determine whether or not there's some language. We suspect that Phoenix does have potentially some language. It may not necessarily be in their charter, um, but we asked for some help on that and hadn't heard back in time to, to provide that to you. And then in terms of the city of Sacramento, uh, we did include some language from a resolution that was adopted in 2003. And that it, it's language from the intent portion of that resolution. So there is some uh, context for the Compensation Commission's intent related to that specific question in, in Sacramento, although that language does not currently reside in the charter. Now, so for the Phoenix and San Jose, Austin, uh, Oakland, and Cincinnati, there's no information. We were unable to find information in the charter related to that question. What we did not have time to do was contact each of those cities to determine whether there may be policies or procedures or other, uh, an ordinance, for example, or a resolution that uh, spoke to that issue. Okay, now there's uh, the memorandum from the city of Oakland that Mr. Tapio was good enough to provide us with um, related to when they were considering this um, has a provision in there restricting or excluding outside income. And um, they made some comments that they didn't find everything, but there are certain cities that have that in there. Is, is that consistent with what you're, you've found? That's on page uh, two of the memo. Yeah, in, in Oakland's case, we were unable to locate any language in their charter. Uh, charters are organized very differently. Uh, so. It's possible that we missed it during our review, uh, but some, we believe that some cities are probably silent on that issue. Okay. Okay. And then, um, let's see. On, and these are um, the list of different cities with provisions. These are just the charter provisions related to to the council full-time duties, is that right? Yes, what we did was look specifically at the mayoral responsibilities or duties uh, and authorities within each of the, the city charters and pulled whatever language related to that um, and put it into one document so you could have a, a quick reference guide to that specific question. And in relationship to the the spreadsheet that we just spoke about, 
what staff would like to do is contact each of the cities that we were unable to find language in their charter just to confirm whether or not they are in fact silent on that issue or whether or not there's some additional language that we didn't find that, that speaks to that question. So we'll, what we'll intend to do is bring you back that information at your next meeting. Okay, now now one question. Uh, as you know, we have a uh, compensation commission uh, that was put into effect when we adopted the full-time mayor uh, amendment to the charter. Uh, that compensation commission has jurisdiction over the salary for the mayor, the council members, boards and commissions, and so on. So it's not in this body's purview to be talking about compensation. Is that correct? I think that's more of a legal question. Um, it would take a charter change to change how compensation is determined. That's the current format. Oh, yeah, I don't Right. I mean, we would be wrapped up into, if that was the recommendation, that you somehow um, address the compensation commission aspect of the charter. That would be potentially one aspect. But you would have to address that section that was added or, or changed back uh, earlier this decade. Well, well, let's let's get a sense of what the committee feels about that. I. I don't know whether we want to wake up a sleeping dog here, but anyway. Um, does anybody have any views whether we should make recommendations as to whether the Compensation Commission's authority ought to be changed at all or altered or whether it ought to remain the same and they ought to be doing everything related to the compensation? If that's the case, then we'll just eliminate that from our discussion, it seems to me. Mr. Murphy. I'd almost have to say eliminate because I'm not prepared. I don't have the background at this moment. If, we, if we're going to put it in, have that discussion, we need to do some homework. Or I may restate that. I need to do some homework. I do have another question when you're ready. Okay. Uh, go um, ahead. I'm, I think, Matt, this is your question. I, I've read our own charter and the material that we got. And what it says is the mayor shall serve full-time and receive compensation by the compensation. What does that mean? I'm not sure I understand. If we get into this, the full-time discussion, I know what I mean. If, I, if the mayor comes and works eight hours a day, has that person worked full-time and goes works eight hours somewhere else? Um, there are people who do that. I, 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 I guess I just don't know the, the meaning of our own charter for this, the base of this discussion. Well, I, was, I sat on the compensation commission when we talked about that. And the idea, the, I think there's a resolution of the Compensation Commission or some sort of action in which they said de minimis income from, uh, you know, an honorarium or a speech or a one-time event would be okay, but that the mayor should not receive uh, compensation from any other source of employment. I guess I'm wondering what the source of that compensation rule is. Well, m Mr. Chair, if I may address uh, uh, Member Murphy's question just in a general sense, is that the difference between obviously that section of the charter with respect to the mayor and the council members is that doesn't apply to the council members. I understand that. Now, <clears throat> right. it was, it's generally a, it's pretty broad language to say this is your job. We expect this to be the uh, your full devotion, and you should not be holding um, another position which interferes with your ability to fully discharge your duties as the mayor, and you devote all of your energies to that end. Um, typically, in other, you'll, you'll see in other cities' charters, 
it's more express uh, where they say essentially it's earned income would indicate that you're not devoting your full duties to the mayor. In other words, you have an outside job and earned income versus passive income of you own rental properties or something like that. Certainly people have that other income. Um, whereas, as we know here, the reality is, is that the council members, many of them hold other full-time or part-time jobs, which really wouldn't be compatible, compatible with the mayor's office and the mayor's responsibilities under the charter. So it is, this is your one and only job. We expect you to do that job um, fully and, and, and extend all of your energies to that end. And that's exactly what the Compensation Commission said, I think, in their isn't that right? Well, the quote that you have on your chart, that's what we found as a whereas in a resolution. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Dr. Nolan. I'm troubled and undecided on the issue, but generally I think that it is wise to allow a mayor and council members to have earned income uh, beyond that of the office. Um, if an individual like Julian Castro in San Antonio has established a highly successful law practice to attract a person of that high quality uh, with a mere salary of 150000 or so a year would mean that it would eliminate some of the best quality people. Or likewise, Mayor Blumberg, while he did turn over his firm to a separate CAO and then also a deputy who had been a deputy mayor of the city, uh, he still has the, now he can define it as unearned income of a few billion dollars. But we need to attract people who have the competency for high achievement generally. And for example, Julian Castro was able to announce at the end of October that San Antonio has secured the new Cyber Warfare Network headquarters for the United States. That's a multi-billion dollar success. Likewise, while he was on the council, due to his collaborative leadership style, they were able to bring the principal headquarters for all the medical services uh, for the military. Now that's real large-scale sort of work that we need in this city. In short, it's not enough just to look at uh, minor things or to ship the homeless to another city and so on. We need someone who has the capacity. And when I look at medical doctors, lawyers, and many others in this city, uh, many of them certainly could serve well while continuing to have other earned income. On the other hand, as I note, I'm troubled by it. I could imagine a mixed system where some people would be in, allowed or encouraged to serve full-time at a reasonable income salary by being a council member, but I wouldn't require everyone to give up their outside work to accomplish that. As in San Antonio, Julian is required to meet ethics committee standards that are quite rigid with disclosure of his income and activities so as to avoid conflicts. Blumberg is likewise. And I think that's probably the better way to go. But I'm still troubled and still trying to search for what might work. And the culture of California, over the last 30 years, we've moved to full-time politicians 
than people that have capacities beyond being full-time politicians. And I don't think that the results have been successful in the state legislature at all. And I would think that Sacramento might wish to think about providing a return to something else. But now let me repeat one item. Some mayors and some council members should serve full-time and that alone. See, if you look at this study by the League of Women Voters, uh, they noted that Ann Rudin was working some 70 hours a week as mayor. We need some people who can do that at times. Uh, so I'm not sure I would come up with one absolute code along the way. We need some flexible mixed system that would allow the differences. But I certainly don't want to exclude some of the brilliant minds in law and medicine and otherwise in this city from being mayors and council members by forcing them to give up their life's work. The, uh, I was asking a narrower question, and that is, uh, given the fact that we have a compensation commission whose duties and responsibilities are to debate this issue and to come to a conclusion, should we somehow intervene with our opinions in that area? And I guess, Chet, you are saying, yes, we should. That's right. Okay. Well, that's the answer to that question. Uh, and, Bob, you said? I concur. Okay. Cecily. Okay. Just visited San Antonio last week along with Austin and echoing Chet's comments about what they've been able to do with that city. It's, it's absolutely astounding. Is the salary correct here of $4,040 a year? Yes. I asked that same question. I mean, we need to clone these people because <laughs> as far as you, I mean, for 60 miles there was nothing but office parks full of private businesses. I mean, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. That, that's outside of the actual central city. But anyways, is that true? We will triple check it. I okay. did ask that que same question of the staff member that took a look at that. And so we'll just triple check that and get back to you. Okay. Well, I understand that too, but this, this in particular, that, in that situation I understand. But this one, if this is just the general thing, it's amazing. Ms. Thomas. I agree that it should be debated for... Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. LaFosso. I thought we were slipping into the debate, so I guess I agree. But I guess I had a, a, a question. Maybe it's not the right time for it. We're talking about mixed, and I guess I don't know what mixed means. And I'm wondering if a variation on mixed might be choice of the office holder, which, which is to say if one... It's a pretty fluid concept as to whether a job like this is really going to occupy 30 hours a week of someone's time or 85 hours a week of someone's time. The key question is whether one wants to take a full-time salary or not and whether one needs a full-time salary. So it seems to me it would be an interesting question as to whether somebody would have the option, I guess I think you're all getting it, so I'll wrap up, the idea to choose to take a part-time salary with outside income or choose to take a full-time salary and forfeit outside income. Yeah, and if they, if they do the latter, is it your uh, position that that would be a full-time salary and a full-time employment without outside income? Yes. Okay. So there would be an option. That's interesting. Cecily? I have a question, actually, um, and it's about the Compensation Commission. Is there someone that can actually explain 
what that, how that, is that commission currently filled? How often do they meet? Give us a little detail on that. Meets once a year. Yes, it is, it is currently existing and it only meets once a year. And how many members and what are their terms and how are they appointed? Uh, well, all commission members are uh, appointed by the mayor and confirmed by the council. Okay. Pursuant to the charter. Um, I am not sure how many members are on the commission. Uh, according to the assistant city clerk here, it's five. And I believe, you know, they're, they're uh, generally persons, I think there's retired, there have been retired judges and other members of the community. The, the, um, the chair is required to, to be, be a retired, a retired judge. judge. Yeah. And they have certain terms that they serve? Yes. Okay. They're and they're, and they're, they're staggered. Yeah, just like terms? just like all commissions, what we do is okay. what the city does is stagger the terms. So there's a, a rotating um, new members that come in online every so often, but they only meet once a year. And the charge is to review the um, mayor's and the council members' current compensation in light of whatever s variables are out there, um, current conditions, comparison uh, cities, etc. So currently, if this is the language that's in the charter, then Right now, our current mayor is, receives a salary, as we've stated here, and then does not have any outside income. Is not receiving any outside income? Uh, this is in a whereas in a resolution of the commission. It's not in the charter. A whereas. The charter's very, that's, that was the basis of my question. The charter just says he'll serve full time and receive compensation. Right. Sure. So the Compensation Commission came up with this yes. language? Yes. Okay. That's, well, it didn't come up with the language question. that's in here. It comes up with the language that, that Chair Edgar is speaking about. Yeah, the, the one that's on this chart. Oh, I'm sorry, that chart. I'm looking at the charter. Okay. <clears throat> so my question was, is our current mayor earning any income other than what he's earning from the city of Sacramento for his salary? I don't know personally, but I assume he is because he has he had before he came here extensive investments, and so. So there are no there are no when he took became office holder. He doesn't forego his income from all his other business interests. No. It's unearned. Yeah, because it's unearned income. Hmm. Okay, this doesn't seem clear to me because it just says fees, salary, or benefits. It doesn't mention earned income. Just Okay. That's why and, I asked the question. And, and Cecily, just so you know, the current mayor has refused to accept the current salary. He doesn't get a salary. Okay. Well, let's put that aside because yeah, I'm just well, I'm, I'm trying to get specific on whether you can earn income or not as a mayor in the city of Sacramento, whether you take a salary or not. The Compensation Commission said exactly what it says here. That's they they determine the compensation based on other cities and what cities do and practices. And so, they come up with the salary and compensation, including the auto allowance, the secretarial allowance, all of that no, kind of stuff. No, I understand that, and but it just says not to encourage continuing activity. I'm just wondering, is earned, unearned, unearned income in that grouping of words, fees, salary, or benefits? No, it, it's not. So it's basically unlimited. Unearned income is unlimited. Well, this, for, so. sure. for lack of a better way to describe it, essentially, yes. I mean, obviously, there are, there, are, there are restrictions upon what the mayor can do because of that income, because of conflict of interest rules. But in terms of receiving the money through that unearned, those unearned sources, 
um, there is no restriction on those those business interests. Okay. Ian, you've been raising your hand. Do you want to speak? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I wanted to just clarify or explain why at the time we set the, uh, made the full-time mayor uh, with compensation, we uh, made those arrange arrangements for a compensation commission and why we kept the, uh, wanted to keep the compensation at a not too high level because we didn't think it would uh, get voter approval if we had, were paying full-time city council members and the full-time mayor. Uh, that was one of the reasons why we kept the city council members half-time, because we did not think that it would meet with voter approval. Uh, and the reason we thought that was that this was not the first time a, a, a full-time mayor or a compensation issue had been before the voters. There have been four, five, six of them on the ballot, always turned down. There had been a number of um, issues coming before the city council itself to uh, increase compensation in a way that didn't violate the, the city charter. The city charter said that we could get $20 a meeting, not to exceed $100 a month. So when we decided that the mayor should get more than that and that it was required that the mayor work longer hours because I found that I couldn't do the job in less than the time I spent and my former assistant will testify to that. Uh, so <clears throat> times have changed and it's quite possible that the uh, city council members have to work longer hours. It's quite possible that the voters are more willing now to approve uh, a higher income, a more generous income. Um, but uh, we didn't have the erudite discussions about how much it should be that you've given us tonight. We just were looking at the political realities, and the po political realities have changed. Thank you, Ann. Cecily? Another question on this, and that is, it, was the uh, ballot measure put forth to make the mayor full-time in 2003? That didn't have a salary number attached to it, did it? No. Okay, so what was the concern, political concern? It just by saying that including the, the um, council on that, that somehow that was going to be more controversial than just having the mayor on alone? The mayor as full-time or the right. mayor? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. And that's what we did not want. I was involved in getting this through. Uh, we did not want to make a decision or a proposal about how much the compensation should be and have it in the charter. That's why we recommended. And I thought the charter said, I mean, the, the uh, ballot measure said that there shall be, it provided for a compensation yes, commission, it did. didn't it? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. But that's yes. all it said, that yes. shall do this, right. this, and this. Right. But it didn't. Uh, Identify, uh, uh, name any specific figure uh, in any way. Did the measure call also for the Compensation Commission to uh, determine the, the salaries and benefits of the City Council? Yes. It just didn't call them out as full-time right. yes. as the mayor That's right. Right. did. Right. Thank you. And the political uh, concern there was if you did call out the Council as full-time, 
theoretically that would require higher salaries that the commission would then come up with. So that's why she was concerned about yeah. that. Yeah, and it, uh, we, it wouldn't have passed. If that had happened, I don't think it would have passed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Murphy. I guess I just kind of wanted to back away from the technical and talk a little more with overreaching, just my observations. Um, whether we're talking about a mayor or council, and perhaps they're different, I like the concept of people that are going to commit the time that is required to get the job done, period. It seems to me the compensation issue is slightly different. Uh, there's those people who would not be able to step into that unless they were appropriately uh, taken care of compensation-wise. There are people who have the ability to do that regardless of the compensation who could be, in fact, as Dr. Newland has eloquently stated, not willing to do it because of the compensation. There's got to be a middle road for those things. And that's kind of where I started off asking the question before because my observation is the, without having studied it, is the full-time mayor provision in the charter that was adopted isn't linked directly to the compensation at all. That's happened by function of the compensation commission that came mm -hmm. into the basin. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I kind of, in my mind, trying to make some study of this, try to unlink those things so we can't see if we can't get the best of all worlds. Um, that is, those who can't serve, we make them able to serve. Those who can serve, we don't bar them from serving in some manner. That, that's... That's the crux of the issue here, I think. Um, but um, perhaps it would be better if we took these separately. Let's just talk about the mayor first. We have a full-time mayor. The mayor's salary is set by uh, a compensation commission. Uh, the question is, should we weigh in and perhaps consider Alan Fazio, uh, LaFaso's idea of the mayor have, making a choice, either accepting the compensation and doing full-time work all the time or not. And, and that's, maybe that's the way to approach that. I'm not sure. But it seems to me the mayor's issue is a little more narrow than we will get into in the city council in a minute. But let's just talk about the mayor for a minute. Uh, Ms. Thomas. I just think it's a question that the voters should decide. Um, if when a, when a mayor is running, if he is going to be a full-time mayor, then, you know, and say he's going to give up his other job, I think that they should be able to decide whether or not they think he should do that, he or she should do that, or if they say, I'm going to continue in my job, um, or the question is asked, you know, I think the voters should make up their mind about whether or not that's the right thing to do. So I think um, they should be compensated as a full-time mayor, um, but I don't believe that they should be prohibited from having another source of income. Because, again, as, as Chet has said so well, I don't believe we should limit the pool in any way, shape, or form um, and if we can get really qualified people to to run, why limit the pool? So I think it's a decision for the voters, not for us. So then, okay. So then, your view was would be that that our recommendation to the council to the compensation commission is that the mayor should not be limited to outside income. Correct. Yes. Okay. 
Dr. Newell. I'll pass on it. Tina, Bob, and Al have stated it quite correctly. Uh, Mr. LoFaso. Um, I guess the first thing I'll say is I guess I was really thinking about my the idea I propose in the context of council members because working from a different place, which is to say being part-time as opposed to being full-time. Um, I'm still open-minded along the lines of what Ms. Thomas is saying. I guess I'm just struggling from the fact that I think we're working with the status quo that is, I think, barring outside income, even though I think Mr. Murphy suggested that we're not 100% sure that's the case. Um, yeah, but we can also make a recommendation. Right. Even though the commission has said no outside income except de minimis income. Um, we could still make a recommendation along the lines that she just indicated, if you want. Right, but if okay. we make a recommendation, then we are recommending amending the charter to curtail the authority of the Compensation Commission in a manner that I think overturns part of what it did. And I guess I'm mildly conscious of that. Um, so the last thing I'll say is um, I, I think Mr. Murphy said some things that um, kind of refine the question a little bit. And it, I, I don't know if it's unfair and too directive, because I, I, I actually do support Ms. Thomas's concept about the voters deciding. I, maybe I'm just applying it slightly differently. But when we talk about the old traditional model where the mayor might be a physician or a doctor or a business person um, who actually, whose earned income is not a salary, um, whose earned income is by the job in a sense that they have the ability to expand and contract and manage their other income along the lines with their other duty, that's completely separate from somebody who actually has another job. Um, and maybe that's a distinction without a difference. But I, I guess maybe to get over the, to get over the hump, I, 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 it's easier for me to envision this, and I think it's easier for the voters to envision this, if it's somebody who has the ability to manage their outside income because they can take fewer cases or find some people to run their business for them 30 hours a week versus somebody who's going to have another salary job and has to and can't make the guarantees. And I don't know, maybe I should just talk it around myself because maybe the, ultimately the voter has to decide if the individual has ABC job is going to be able to make the arrangements to, to do that job and that's up to the Governors to, to the to the voters. So I'm, I guess I'm talking around the circles. I apologize for that. Well, <clears throat> I I don't know. Um, people's far smarter than I am on this, but it seems to me when I think about earned income, it's in addition to W two income, you have K one income, ordinary income from partnerships and S-Corps or whatever your business is or your law partnership, that's still earned income. Unearned income is the income you get from investments, dividends, and interest uh, that you don't control, isn't it? Um, 
Generally, yes, which I think gets to the point. Some of this so, income truly distracts somebody's day-to-day -day attention to the job, right. and other of this income supports the lifestyle they've become accustomed to by virtue of circumstance and their talents, and not asking them to deprive themselves of that when it doesn't interfere with their day-to-day -day actions in the job that they're applying for, that is to be mayor of our city, that's a different question. It's, I, I thought the, the question gets couched in terms of the distraction from the duties versus the loss of the income. And I think the two don't quite link together, and that's the point I'm trying to make. If it's K-1s or their legal fees or their partnership fees... Mm -hmm. it's, still this, it's still earned income as far as I'm concerned because it's coming from uh, a job that you're performing. It's taking away time that you would put in as being mayor, whereas if you have, you know, investments in Goldman Sachs or something like that and you're getting, you're getting a lot of income for doing nothing, then that's unearned income, and it shouldn't detract. And it seems to me that that the only thing that you would be limiting would be your earned income, not your unearned income, because that's distracting from your job, in your words, right? Okay, Mr. Fuller, Ms. Fuller. I'm interested in knowing more about the conflict of interest uh, regulations. Uh, as I remember the charter, there aren't a lot of conflict of interest, but um, are there state law that applies? Or? Yes, any elected official or, or most uh, persons with uh, discretionary authority who work for government agencies are required to fill out economic uh, statements of economic interest, which list their business interests, ownership interests, property interests, all the things that which provide them some kind of financial benefit or financial obligation. Um, and that rate that those interests either on the plus side or the uh, minus side raise potential conflict of interest issues when it comes to decision making. So even unearned income, I own 100 shares of stock in, I'll give an example, Nestle, would make a difference in making some decision, some discretionary decision about um, granting them some kind of right. So the, even if it's earned or unearned, it, it raises the same issues. So, so I understand the disclosure aspect, um, but are there uh, regulations that say you must recuse yourself in that case or anything like that? Yes, the, that's the whole issue. The issue is you cannot act um, in conflict. You cannot let your financial interests interfere with your decision-making process. And if so, you have a conflict of interest which you would be required to recuse yourself from making a decision on that or entering into contracts with companies in which you have a financial interest, etc. Mr. Tapio. Matt, a couple other questions. Um, does the Compensation Commission's actions um, well, the, on this matrix here, does this have any effect of law? Because it, it, it do the resolutions of the Compensation Commission, I mean, do they, do they mean anything? Yeah, the Compensation Commission's um, <laughs> decisions are binding upon the officials, 
by virtue of the Charter's authority to grant the Compensation Commission that authority. And so uh, the Commission's um, actions then don't require any Council approval or anything like that. What they say is it? The Compensation Commission is a, for lack of a better term, a quasi-independent body from the City Council. It's appointed by the Mayor and confirmed by the Council, but they act independently and have independent authority so different than, the, different than this body. <laughs> that's correct. This is a committee. That's a commission. Now I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. Much different. This is a committee. That's Much a commission. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, Ms. Hastings. I agree with um, uh, Tina. I think it's not a good idea to limit the pool of potential mayoral candidates by restricting um, their outside source of income. I mean, you know, we're, we, uh, you know, as a small business owner myself, if I was to run for office and, you know, it would be, if I had to completely remove myself from my business, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider it. You know, you put your time and your energy and your, your career, it's just, it's, I mean, you can make arrangements as a business owner to have the time available to do the job, and I agree that that's the candidate's bio and that becomes something that the voters make a decision on. Is this person capable of doing that? Have they demonstrated a track record that they could, they could handle these two, two positions at the same time? We heard that, uh, to be honest, out at some of our community meetings, the ones in the summer, not the ones we mm -hmm. just had, but the ones in the summer, uh, there were some people, I remember the one we had on Stockton Boulevard, there were a couple of small business owners there one lady said she would like to run for the council, but she can't afford it. Um, anyway, um, okay, uh, Dr. Newell. Entirely aside from the question of the income, the reason for allowing a person to continue to have other involvement beyond the council is because of the networks that they bring for effectiveness of the city. Some people bring grand networks at the council level, some will bring grand networks of community-wide to their location here. But some, like Julian Castro and his brother Joaquin, also have magnificent networks beyond that. And we need all of those types of leadership. And as short as Tina put it, we shouldn't exclude people because they have expertise and networks that can benefit the city greatly. And uh, that's what we really should be emphasizing. It's that broad inclusiveness rather than the exclusiveness that has sometimes dominated. Okay. Uh, then with regard to the mayor, can we arrive at a tentative decision that it's the view of this committee that the compensation of the mayor not be limited um, uh, that that the outside that the <laughs> compensation of the mayor not have his outside income limited is that uh, my hearing a consensus there? Could I have a motion that was better than what I tried to state? And I'll second that. Okay. Could could Tina? Could you articulate that as you're so good <laughs> to do so for the clerk and and the staff, please? Okay. My motion will be that the outside compensation of the mayor shall not be limited um, and that the charter would reflect that. 
And that was seconded by Dr. Newland? Yes. Yeah. yes. What, did I say that? Okay. Sure. As all these other cities know, typically the council member or mayor cannot have income from any other government appointment. So that's a routine exclusion that we're assuming in this case. I, and I can add that in. That's that's fine. That, that's a good point. Thanks. Yeah. Mr. Chair, as a practical matter, you really can't, m most government officials can't do that. At least city council officials right. can't do that because of incompat the concept of incompatible offices. But, I mean, you, if you wanted to, you could put it in, but it's really be surplusage in the actual okay. charter. Right. I, Mr. Tapio? Or, or Mr. LaFosse? I mean, that was the, it was just to say we're not borrowing somebody from working for the California State University where they're a professor, which is a government job, or working for the Parks and Rec Department for the state government, which is a government job. Okay. That's fair. You know, there, there's this concept of being an officer, having a, a, a job, say, as, you know, if you, if you like to be a Parks and Rec person who provides services to uh, children um, and serve on a council, that probably wouldn't be an incompatible office. I guess I was thinking on a little more high level of, the kinds of persons who typically would serve as a mayor or council would have other um, potentially higher level jobs. But, you know, so that could be something that you would want to consider if that was the direction you wanted to go. Okay. Could we have a vote on that, please, Shirley? Point of order. Oh, Is of the course. issue of government in there or not? My preference is to leave it out. I don't think it was in the motion. It would be well, that's, that's Ms. Thomas's motion was did not indicate one way or the other. Should be um, allowed to work at Sac State, or I, I think it was the elected officials that you were concerned about, Chet. Was I? No, okay. Office. Yeah. So the incompatible office, but if that's surplusage, let's just say that they, um, they go with the original motion, which is that the mayor's outside income is not um, limited. Okay. Call the roll, please. Fuller. Excuse me, just a minute. Uh, staff, is that clear for? So you can come back with the final vote here. Okay, thanks. Excuse me, sure. So we're voting uh, our straw vote, our tentative. Uh, yeah, this would be a tentative vote that would be brought back, and if you change your mind, it's okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay, Fuller, yes. Okay, Hastings? Yes. Johnson? Aye. LaFosso? Yes. Murphy? Yes. Newland? Aye. Tapio? Yes. Taylor? Yeah, He's gone. Thomas? I can vote for him, though. Uh, Hi. <laughs> Thomas, I'm sorry. Hi. Wisham? Yes. And Chair Edgar? Yes. Motion passes. Okay. All right. Okay, let's go on to uh, the city council now. Um, and, and the issue here is a little more complex uh, because what we're really talking about is moving from part-time status to full-time status. Uh, or leaving it alone. Um, so could I have comments from the members, please? Mr. Tapia. Um, I had sent a query out to staff to find out um, how many of the current Sacramento City Council members consider themselves full-time with this gig. Did you guys get an answer to that question? Technically, they are considered part-time. 
and there's a few of them who have outside employment and there's some that um, do not. But for purposes of you know, referring to them, we refer to them as part-time. How many don't have part-time jobs? Well, let, let's put it this way. The way that the city as an organization views the council members are as part-time employees. For example, that's their compensation they receive. That's the way they're kept on the payroll system, etc. And that's the way they're, they're essentially treated by virtue of the current structure. Um, I believe four of them have other jobs that they use as their, let's call them, professions or uh, main sources of income outside of the office. Although that has fluctuated uh, in the past, but currently I think it's four. Yes, I think that's right. Four of them have outside sources of income and five of them, I guess, in, well, that, including the mayor, um, are full-time mm -hmm. or, or make their job full-time. They don't have anything else better to do. Yeah, don't have anything else better to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Ms. Hastings. You know, to me it seems like the fault, you know, from what I can see from the council members and what I understand, some obviously spend more time than others at the job. I, I don't think there's any direction or they, they don't have a time clock. They can spend a tremendous amount of time, as my own councilman does, doing constituent service in the community. Tremendous amount of time. I, I know there are other council people that don't do that. To me, it seems like less an issue of defining how many hours they're going to spend, because frankly, I, I think they're going to, depending on what kind of platform they run on, what kind of personality they are, that's going to vary, and I, I don't think we can define that. What is there to stop us now from having our compensation commission consider giving them more money so that if they, one, we potentially could qual we could attract, uh, I'm not going to say higher caliber, but um, you know what I mean. <laughs> we could contribute broader uh, uh, maybe experience and skill level. Um, what is, th there's nothing stopping our compensation commission at this point from paying them more. So maybe the discussion isn't about full-time, part-time, because you can be part-time and, and still work full-time. Plenty of people do, plenty of them do. One of the things the Compensation Commission does every year when they have their annual meeting is they have our HR department do a survey. They also have identified benchmark cities, the Compensation Commission did when it was first formed. And um, I believe in the charter it says that they, the compensation should be uh, comparable to like cities with like structures. And so we identified um, cities with a similar population and a uh, council manager form of government. And so every year there's a salary survey that's done and that information is provided to the Compensation Commission to consider the mayor council pay. Yeah, and, and uh, so they're looking at other part-time versus yes, exactly. exactly. Okay. That, that's uh, and it's a, like a market study that um, HR does. But there's another thing, and that is that that uh, my own councilman shared with me is that over the years, 
and, and Councilman Cohn in particular has been in office now 15 years, um, the staffs and the support available to them has grown pretty significantly from what I can tell, which does make their jobs, or could potentially make their jobs uh, less costly in terms of time every week. So, the, so that's something to be considered. Um, you know, and the same would hold true actually of the mayor. If the mayor had additional staff people, it could impact the amount of time that they need to spend on the job. So I, I think just looking at this alone, I think we need to look at the, at the staff and even the discretionary budgets they have and things like that. I mean, those things all impact their ability to do their job, just as it would if it was a job in the private sector. The kind of support you have is going to impact how many hours you're going to spend. You know, if I had three assistants, I could be a council person <laughs> and still keep my job, but I don't. So I, I think that we need to take a broader look at that, and, and at least within our own city, we could look at that. What is the staff people that they have? What, what kind of cost, support structure, those type of things? That's a f much more broader way of looking at compensation, and I would hope we could do that. Ms. Thomas. Yeah, I think um, just an observation. Um, it kind of depends on which district you have as to how much time you're going to spend on the job. If, you have, if you're right throughout the way and you have Natomas and downtown and Richards Boulevard, you're probably going to work a lot harder than somebody who has a built-out district without the same issues and the homeless issues and K Street and all those. So I think that there's a difference just based on district. Um, while I probably would lean towards um, uh, full-time council people, I don't think now is the time to address that issue, given where we are with the budget. So I just would probably think that we should shelve that idea at this point and consider um, exactly what we did with the mayor to say that the outside uh, income is not limited. So that's where I would be. Yeah, I, the outside in income of a council member is not limited. Uh, and, I mean, that's the mm -hmm. that's the right. decision of the compensation yeah. commission. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the status quo, uh, right. Mr. Lafaso. Um, I tossed out an idea. I have my own critique of it. Um, I won't dwell on it. But what does mixed mean? Is there any other definition of mixed than the one I offered? The one of choice? Yeah, I mean, but, but I, I thought, well, somebody else mentioned the idea of mixed, and I noticed we had mixed in the, uh, in, in the, in the matrix. I don't want to be chasing my tail if that's not a real idea out there. I just thought I'd dispose of that question. We're not sure what that means, Alan. Okay. I, I don't yeah. think. I think that's the answer to that. Fresno has a, a mayor pro tem that serves as the council president. And what I want to do is clarify, after speaking with them, whether or not that person could be considered full-time at the city of Fresno, because they do serve in the capacity of the mayor when the mayor is away or absent for whatever reason. And so it's possible. I, I just need to contact Fresno and clarify whether the information we received the first round in putting together the matrix may, the, the staff member on the other side of the phone may have um, yeah, that would have been one possible explanation. The other possible explanation is what we've just discussed this evening, is that some council members 
don't have an outside source of income or a full-time job in addition to their council duties, and it's possible that the information that our staff received from the city of Fresno uh, indicated that some were part-time and some were full-time, when in fact they may all be considered part-time positions just as we consider our own council members part-time positions. So I want to contact them and just clarify those issues and be sure that we can give you a, a more specific explanation for how that is structured in Fresno. Okay, that, that was very helpful. Now I understand the range of ideas we're contemplating. Um, uh, I guess just the last comment I was, two comments I'm going to make. Um, I guess at some point we do have to consider that we are making recommendations to amend the charter, which is to say I think there's only so much micromanagement you can do in the charter, and I think we need to step back. Um, lastly, I'm still chewing on the fact that the state compensation commission cut the everybody's salary, including non-legislators, by 18% this past year. And I think that says something about what's going on with compensation. And I'm, uh, I'll just stop there. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I, I think... Um, Tina raised a great point, and I've talked to Grantland about this, too. The districts in the city are markedly different in the terms of the amount of effort that's required on the part of the council member. And it seems to me that uh, it's almost uh, an electoral issue. You have a campaign, you're going to run full-time, you're going to tend to these issues, you're going to be on the job full-time, or, no, I have a business and I'm willing to devote a number of hours to this job and I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm not going to give up my outside employment. And you just run on that, and whoever wins, wins. And it seems to me that it gets down to that kind of issue it, in the end. Uh, it's an electoral issue, and, and the question is for us is should the outside income be limited in any way? And I guess what we're saying is the same as we did for the mayor, that it should not, and it's as simple as that. And then people run, and whatever happens, happens. But I don't know. Any other thoughts? Grantland, what you have some ideas on this issue. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we were trying to get your mic on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My understanding is that outside income for council members currently is not limited. Is that correct? Yes, that that is correct. So if that is the position, we, so on that point is academic. We don't, have to, we don't have to opine, period, on that point. The question becomes, uh, beyond that, uh, do we have recommendations? Do we have recommendations? Uh, I happen to believe that council members should be full time. I, I don't need to reiterate and restate my, my, my previously expressed position. Um, I do recognize um, uh, the notion of political climate, uh, but I guess my other comment is that there's never a good political climate to talk about 
compensation for elected officials because of how we tend to devalue their role. Um, at the same time, making arguments about the complexity of the task of uh, uh, confronting uh, local jurisdictions and the need to have skill uh, folks who and folks who are who are diligent. Um, I just think that it is short-sighted and a mistake not to basically address this issue head-on and make the case. Um, you know, the voters certainly have always have the, have the last word, uh, but I guess I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, timid about engaging the voters regarding uh, issues that um, conventional wisdom would suggest you sort of uh, uh, finesse or uh, um, um, you know view askance. So um, your position would be um, council, me council members should be full-time but their outside income should not be limited. Right. Is that right? Okay. But, so again, I want to only emphasize. Um, I agree with the current um, um, arrangement uh, uh, regarding the fact that council members' outside income uh, is not limited. Right. I, I would not change that. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I would change is this notion of a higher compensation for council members for working, um, uh, in, in essence, full time. Uh, I just don't like the idea uh, that that uh, I didn't like it when I was in the council. And I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the idea of piecemealing and trying to knit together, you know, um, from various sources, you know, boards and. And 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 for demon and various sources as a way of of uh, building up the compensation for uh, council members. That's a backdoor way, and I guess for me, um, the Senate lacks transparency is another statement. And 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 not only that, uh, I would argue it's hypocritical. Either the either either we value the role, or we don't value the role. I don't know why we would make the mayor full-time and not the council full-time. I don't see the qualitative difference in, in terms of the effort that they put into the job of representing their constituents. In many ways, it's much more difficult because they have the real nitty-gritty responsibilities of, 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 of solving issues that are very difficult to solve. They don't have to think big picture I think big picture plus to think about, you know, the potholes, the stop signs, um, the um, uh, the abandoned vehicles, you know, the trashy lots, the the dangerous buildings, uh, the barking dogs, you know, um, the you know lo local flooding. Um, uh, there's a whole host of issues that they have to deal with that the mayor doesn't have to touch. The dirty work is done by the council members, the legislative. Directly legislative representatives. That's the dirty work. Well, I think I think one way to address that issue is to have the city council deemed to be full time. Then what happens is that the compensation commission 
looks at various other cities or whatever in comparable jurisdictions, and they'll look at part-time city council and full-time city council, and you'll be compared with full-time city council, which will increase their compensation. That, that's that's, that's that, more that, that's straightforward what, than the current system we have right now. Right. Which I find to be very convoluted. Yeah. But that would be a way to deal with that. Cecily? The current system does sort of hide the total compensation from the, the general voters' Can knowledge. I? No, it doesn't. Yeah, they're, they're not receiving meeting stipends anymore. What happened is when the Compensation Commission determined their salary, then it's just the, the salary. They do get, you know, they do have benefits. They do get some allowances for, like, a car allowance. But they did away with the per meeting attendance allow, uh, approach to, you know, uh, providing compensation for them. So right, they but, haven't been receiving that. But to address her point, the salary or the compensation for the mayor and the council is very clear in that resolution. Total compensation, including all of those allowances. It's all the, very yeah, called out line yeah. by line what they receive. It's received. not hidden from anybody. No. Yeah. The old way. The no, grants. Right. No, that, that, that was prior, that was yeah. prior to okay. the Compensation Commission. All right. Yes. Well, it had started in 2002. I mean. it, yeah, the first year was three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does the Compensation um, Committee, Commission, um, I mean, to me, it just seems like just part-time, full-time. You know, as an employer, to me, part-time is a huge amount of gray. I mean, I have somebody that works five hours a week, and i got someone that works 35 hours a week, and they're both considered part-time. And evaluate their compensation under the same category would be ridiculous. So, you know, looking at the system, it just seems like and, and I'm not trying to go after the Compensation Commission, but I'm curious why, you, I mean, you have cities with different costs of living. You have cities with different numbers of constituents, different expectations. I mean, there seems like there's a, there's a lot of things that could make the case for higher pay for the city council through the Compensation Commission rather than a charter change that officially deems them full-time. Yeah, but that would be a, I'll, I'll just tell you, having that would make a big difference. That would increase their, their compensation markedly. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just tell you that. Uh, because the way they deal with uh, how you affect compensation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when the commission was first meeting, um, they did have the council members, some of them came and uh, addressed the commission to talk about how they spend their day um, you know, or and their evenings, a lot of those, uh, and um, you know how much time they spend on it. And, and do you remember that, Chair Edgar? I um, do. I do, Mr. Lafaso. Just continuing along that line, I got the impression that the discretion of the compensation committee pretty much is focused on the salary comparison. Yes. And. I, I, what I pretty much heard you say is that if they're and I and I, somewhere I thought it said they're half time. I don't know if that was in the in the in the League of Women Voters analysis of the 2002 charter change before it was done. It looks to me just the the, the salary level looks like they're assumed to be half time. But the 
as long as the compensation commission views them as part-time, and it looks like part-time kind of means half-time, that the only way that the compensation commission could raise their pay substantially would be to either be told that they were full-time or somehow decide that their part-time means 35 hours a week. And their comparability, the comparability analysis that they usually do is a huge hurdle to doing that. That's kind of what I'm hearing. I don't know if, if it's half-time. They've always referred to it as part-time, but I think you're right. There's probably been some assumption that that means half-time. Uh, I think that's generally true. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then I'm, what I'm really hearing you say is that they, they don't have discretion to decide their, say, three-quarter time and then increase their pay by 50%. I mean, technically, they can set the compensation at any level they want to. No, but... But, but yeah. I mean in terms of... of for for I mean, comparisons purposes? And, and, and having watched the State Compensation Commission, which I'm much more familiar with, they, 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 they're, they're very careful about the kind of studies they use. I mean, when you're setting... I mean, when you're setting elected officials' pay, you need to back it up pretty... You know, people are pretty skeptical about what elected officials get paid, so you... Well, I think also is if you look at your own chart, you're going to see it seems to be either part-time or full-time even in other cities. And so I, it may have been in the first couple of rounds we went and asked, well, how do they spend their time? And we did do that kind of detailed comparison of duties, responsibilities, that kind of thing. But most recently, it's, the assumption is, is that that comparison has been made and um, now it's primarily, you know, what kind of pay increase did they get last year? Okay. Um, I, I, I'm meandering a bit, and I'll stop. I guess my bottom line impression is that the commission doesn't have that much discretion to raise their pay as long as they're full-time, as long as they're comparing com comparable salaries. I guess that's, that's, the, that's I, the gist of what I'm getting. Right, or, or it would be a difficult justification for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ms. Hastings. I have something else to point out, which will, will surprise nobody that I'm saying this, but um, looking at our uh, comparison chart here, only there seems to be a link between full-time, at a minimum, for sure, full up, seems to be a link between full-time and, in most cases, part-time status and term limits. The only two <laughs> cities, Oakland and Seattle, that have part-time um, council have unlimited terms. All the rest have term limits. Now, I, know, I, I know we're really special here in Sacramento, but let's just look at what we've been offered here. And it, you know, and I, I, I guess I'm, this will totally be a broad brush, but my, my sense is that it's, I guess, similar to the, the, how the, uh, the Congress has an extraordinarily low uh, approval rating. I think it was last measured at 13%, and I think the legislature in the state here is similar. I would say there's probably a fairly low approval rating of the city council in Sacramento in general. I'm not saying that people don't like or appreciate their own city council members. But I think when you look and rate the city council as a whole, it's pretty low. 
And uh, I think any change in the status of a low-rated legislative body uh, could be tempered, and, and I believe there's a, there's a case for this to change to the full count, full time, and uh, the real situation uh, seems to support that. But I think it needs to be linked to term limits. <laughs> she always gets that in there. Shining okay. one, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Okay. Um, What's the sense of the committee at this point? Um, we have a situation where um, we have one option where we could make a recommendation that the city council be full-time but outside compensation should not be limited. We could have a, um, a motion that would recommend that the city council status remain the same, which is that they're part-time, viewed as part-time, and their outside income is not limited, or I'm sure there are other options. What, what is the sense of the committee? Do we have a motion? Oh, we're going to have one. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm prepared to move the motion that the um, uh, city Council status uh, be elevated to, to full-time. Second. Okay, the motion is that the City Council status be recommended to be full-time. And I'm assuming that um, their outside income not be limited. Right. Is that right? Right. Okay. All right. We have a motion and a second. Uh, Ms. Thomas. I think, you know, I was just going to say Grantland's done a good job persuading me about... Uh, Hitting this head on, so. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Um, okay. Staff clear on this? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clerk? Okay. Okay. Fuller? Yes. Hastings? No. Johnson? Aye. LaFaso? Aye. Murphy? Aye. Newland? Yes. Tapio? Yes. Taylor's absent. Thomas? Wisham? Yes. Chair Edgar? Yes. Motion passes. Okay. Um, now the staff is going, these are tentative decisions that we made tonight. You're free and nobody's going to criticize anybody for changing their mind if they do. Uh, staff is okay to bring these back? Mark, are you okay? We will bring you a draft supplemental report number one. Okay, great. Okay, uh, anything else on that issue? Okay, uh, where's the agenda here? Um, public comments. Any public comments? Okay. Uh, any committee ideas, questions, announcements? Mr. Dr. Newell. Might we quickly review the upcoming uh, meetings of the CRC just in terms of uh, making sure where we are? We can certainly do that. And um, I believe, yeah, that's what, is that the current one? Okay. 
we have um, a meeting on November 16th in which we'll be making a final decision on the full-time mayor. We have a meeting on Monday the 23rd and we'll approve the first supplemental report and we'll be talking about the Ethics Commission. Is that right? Right. We were already um, looking at that and wondering if there's any information on the Ethics Commission. Ms. Fuller sent us some information, and we have done a survey of some of the Ethics Commissions in um, the state. But if there's any other information you'd like, it would be helpful to know now so we can start working on it. Well, it seems to me on Monday the 16th we could Rather than wait until the 23rd, we could begin that discussion, couldn't we? Okay. I mean, we'll bring you what we have Yeah, what you have so point. far so we can sure. have a discussion because okay. I think we, that... we can add that to the agenda of the 16th then. Okay. And then December, we have our first report. We'll, we'll have December 1st. We'll have our report to the council. And then Thursday, December 3rd, the elections process and ethics commission. December 14th, we'll be making a decision on the elections process, reviewing minority reports. Thursday, January 7th, we've got the second supplemental report and then our second supplemental report to the City Council on the 19th. And then we're done. Okay. And next time we're also going to be discussing this issue of um, what our position is after January 19th. And I would ask that the com committee uh, think about that a little more. We had a brief discussion about it, but it, it's going to take some more discussion. Uh, Mr. Tapio. Just to request the staff, as information comes in on ethics committee um, options, would you please just get that to us as soon as you can so we can start doing our homework? Yes, we'll have that out earlier than we had the information today. Thank you. Okay, uh, Dr. Newland. Suggest some of us may want to look at the websites for LA and Seattle or one or two others. It's hard to reproduce all that information, uh, but a brief look at those is quite easy. Thank you, Mr. Murphy. I had a comment when we're off the calendar. I don't know if you're done with the calendar. Yeah, we're done with the calendar. Um, I came in late, so I hope I'm not repeating anything, but I, I just personally wanted to thank Bill for taking the lead, maybe the heat on Tuesday night. <laughs> um, My I, pleasure. I, I just thought, not surprisingly, Bill was at least outwardly very calm, cool, and collected, <laughs> and uh, I truly appreciate that, that good presentation on our behalf. Well, you, you helped with it, Bob, and you and Alan and Cecily did a great job, and I appreciate it. Okay, we're adjourned. Uh, can I have a motion? So uh, Second? Second. Second. Oh, okay, all in favor? Aye. Thank you.